0: Got time for a quick story. One of the neat aspects of the holidays is the presence of hard rock, almost heavy metal Christmas music, most popularized by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, of course. But this is definitely a genre that maybe you wouldn't naturally expect when watching Christmas music specials and animated Christmas music specials and all things Christmas music and culture and the Hallmark movies, etc., etc. And you wouldn't necessarily think that something as, well, as in-your-face aggressive as metal would work with that, and it does. If you've ever seen something, again, Trans-Siberian Orchestra related, you know what I'm talking about. The Wizards of Winter are right along that line. They actually have lineage from the Trans Siberian Orchestra and get to talk to one of the members today. The other cool thing about this kind of sub genre of All Things Christmas is that a lot of these artists involved know each other through other bands and over the years through different types of music and genres of music, and they all come together. So today, I'm talking to Steve Brown was uh, the guitarist in Trickster back when they were having big hits in the early 1990s. He's been involved with other groups. He's new to the Wizards of Winter, and the Wizards of Winter are performing not too far away from where I'm based in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. They're going to be in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, at the Performing Arts Center of Wisconsin Rapids on December 12th. On their current tour, they have a new album out as well. So again, Steve with us today. Steve, you're kind of the new guy, right?
1: I am, yes. This is my first year, and fitting that it's the 10 year anniversary of the Wizards of Winter. But yeah, it's my first year being a wizard, so I'm the, uh, I guess, the newest wizard on the block. But uh, uh, these guys are like old friends of mine, and, you know, I have a long history with Greg Smith, the bass player, and John O'Reilly from playing with rainbow and billy joel and whatnot so you know the, though it's my first uh, year in the band i've known you know everybody in the, in the project pretty much for for a long time
0: yeah how did you end up joining the group and i would imagine those connections the aforementioned connections help but how, how, how long have you been then like has it been on your radar and what led to someone saying you know what we want you to be one of the wizards
1: well, here's the story. Greg Smith and I, the bass player of Wizards of Winter, have, a, have another band together called Tokyo Motor Fist, which is a uh, kind of a super group, if you will. It has Ted Poley from Danger Danger, Chuck Berge from Rainbow, and he's now Billy Joel's drummer. So it's an all-star thing, and Greg and I have been friends for 30-plus years, kind of like brothers, and... um I went to see him a couple of years ago, probably about four years ago in uh, in upstate New York near where I live up here in, Jer- in New Jersey. And I, I love the show, you know. And I'm I'm friends with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra guys. A lot of my buddies, Joel Hookstra, Chris Capri, are in that band. Mm-hmm. So it was just you know a natural thing. So I said to Greg, I said, Hey, man, if anything ever opens up where there's a slot for you know another guitar player and you're looking, I'd definitely be interested and in entertain any offers. And sure enough, this year it came about, and I, I jumped at the opportunity. And I'm I'm loving every minute of it.
0: Now, when you came in. This is, it happens to be the same year of a new album that just came out, The Christmas Dream. How much work did you do on the album, if any?
1: Uh- I did nothing on the album. The album was done. All the guitar work, all the incredible guitar work, is done by the, um, you know, the band's co-writer and one of the founders, Fred Gorehow, who's a very another very dear old friend of mine, who did a tremendous job. So this was me coming in, and this is a lot what I've been doing over the last couple of years as a guitar player. I'm kind of like the um, the go-to guy. So I've been <laughs> filling in with the likes of Def Leppard, Dennis DeYoung from Sticks. Danger, danger! Eric Martin from Mr. Big, and anybody else who needs a guitar player uh, with 24 hours notice, I can pretty much learn anybody's anybody's show and be there. So um, it was uh, it, it was great. You know, it's great playing the material live. And um, with that being said, their new album is phenomenal. So please go out and buy it, download it and uh, i'm looking forward to with me being in the band now i see myself being here for a while so i'm hoping that i do get the opportunity to make some of the music with uh, the wizard of winter
0: well and to that point of of learning kind of on the fly i was going to ask well how how much of a learning curve was it but you, i mean that you, there's that history of kind of being a i mean was what we call a super sub if you will but those are some of the most adaptable people in the industry period if you can if you can adapt to sure. that many styles what even though you know a lot of people in the group and you're familiar with the group, how much of that particular style did you have to learn coming in to play the music that they've done because what well, the Wizards of Winter are pretty much doing all their own material live, correct?
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it was certainly, you know, luckily, look, I got the gig, you know, I agreed to do the tour, I would say probably back in in April. So they sent me stuff, and I was able to do what I do with every project, whether I have six months or I've ha- or if I have six hours to learn a show of whatever band I'm going to be playing with. You know, last year, I filled in for Def Leppard. Now, I've been filling in for Def Leppard for the last six years, filling in for Vivian Campbell, who has cancer, and any time he needs to get treatments, I do that. But last year... We had an emergency situation where Phil Collin, my my very, very dear friend, had a family emergency. And I had to fill in and play all of his guitar parts and (laughs) sing all of his background vocals (laughs) with 24 hours notice. So um, with this, you know, my old school method, I still use a notebook, a dollar store notebook. And I write out and make my little notes on each song and kind of make my charts. And that's how I go about it. And I, I, you know, when I'm able to spend time and really learn the show, you know, I'm able to make it, you know, my goal ultimately with any band that I play with, and especially with the Wizards, is I want to be able to take what they've done and incorporate my own style of guitar playing to it and take it to another level. And I think that's exactly what I've done with, uh, you know, the Wizards tour for 2019.
0: For anyone who is not familiar with the Wizards of Winter, and, and just even just listening right now, probably anyone listening and has n- never heard of them probably is getting a pretty good idea, especially once you say Trans-Siberian Orchestra, okay, we pretty much know where we're going here. But describe what is the music to someone who's a complete newbie who's considering going to one of these concerts?
1: Well, it's, it's here, here it is. The storyline takes you on an imaginary musical journey inside a snow globe in search of the true meaning of Christmas. You know, it's kind of, that's what it is. It's a musical Christmas journey. Um, many stops along the way, looking at the first Christmas, the North Pole, New York City, an emotional roller coaster covering all the feelings people have at the holidays. Some happy, some sad. You know, that's the cool thing about the show. It has many different sides to it, and that's what's really interesting. And it's very much like if you took the greatest rock concert, if you took a Def Leppard concert and a Broadway play and um, and a little bit of, you know, kind of TSO and, you know, any other great Christmas things that you can imagine, but this has a lot more depth to it. And, you know, as much as we all like TSO, you know, the difference with TSO is with the, you know, those guys, that show is bound to that production. You know, we don't play this band as a real live band. No click tracks, no pre-recorded tapes. It's, uh, you know, an ensemble of singers. We have violin. We have flute. We have two amazing guitars, myself and Fred. Scott Kelly, the founder, and Sharon Kelly, husband and wife founders of Wizards, on keyboards and flute and vocals. Everything is live. What you get, what you see, is a real, real um, incredible musician show, along with breathtaking special effects, light show, screens. And you know, we just played in my hometown. You know, my hometown area in New Jersey last night. I had my whole family there—from you know, my my seven-year-old daughter to my eighty-four-year-old parents—and they were all blown away by how great the show was.
0: How do you, the, the, or does the the ensemble tie together then, if to to tell a story throughout the entire show, tie together? Songs from different albums, different projects, and then tie them into one cohesive presentation through one night. Or how how does that get presented?
1: Well, it gets presented in in the way that like a play goes, you know, in, in the sense or the pacing of a. If you put together a really good rock concert, any of the great arena bands, whether it's Zeppelin. Def Leppard, uh, Pink Floyd, any of them they know about when you pace a show. And it's the same way when you put together a Broadway play. You come out strong and, you know, hit them with a couple big numbers, exciting and everything. Then you bring it down. But all along with the Wizards of Winter, there is the underlying, um, you know, story of Christmas. And, you know, we all know that Christmas is a time of year. We all think about the happy times. But there's also sad times. Um, hard times and, uh, and, you know, not everything, not everything is, uh, you know, what we see that for the perfect Christmas. So this shows all the sides of Christmas, but it ultimately ends up with a, you know, incredibly positive and um, heartfelt note.
0: What do you think is the most emotional, or i should say which or maybe which song hits you the most emotionally whether in a good way in a in a dark whatever way which one combined with all the presentation and everything while you're standing on stage and all that music is flying forward which one hits you the most
1: um, I mean there are there are a couple that I really you know, my my one favorite right now is the song Ebenezer, which is definitely one of the more darker songs on the record and and darker songs live and it's very it's kind of a hard rocking, almost has if if I dare say has a little bit of an Iron Maiden influence. But then it also goes into it features Carl Scully, our Irish tenor. Singing And it's a very theatrical, as you can imagine, Ebenezer, we all know the story of, of Ebenezer to some degree, but it's definitely a darker take on the Christmas side. And uh, that's, one, that's one of my personal favorites, and it's, it's a very, um, you know, it's, it's very powerful. And then the other one, um, the other one would be a um, Pol, uh, uh, song, um, Polar Eve, which, uh, you know, is, is uh, the second song in the set. That Sharon Kelly sings, and it's just, just an incredible kind of, a, that's one of the songs that I would think will almost sums up the Wizard of Wizards of Winter. If you could have one song, I would think that uh, Secrets of the Snow Globe is definitely one of those songs that kind of, if you, if you were to hear one song and want to know what the Wizards of Winter are, that would be it.
0: How have have the audiences been reacting and are there any particular songs that they seem to be saying like after a show, wow, I really liked blank or seem to be reacting during the show? Is there any that are standing out a little bit more in the few weeks of performances you guys
1: have had? Certainly, certainly, yeah. I mean, the, the crowds have been phenomenal. You know, it's very, it's, uh, you know, I don't know if you looked at the schedule, but it's kind of surreal to start a Christmas winter wonderland tour <laughs> like this. We started in Florida, in Key West, so you, you really couldn't get any more south. But I think it was a fitting, you know, start for the tour, and uh, the crowds have been great. You know, we've been in Florida, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Um, And now, you know, New York and New Jersey, and then we're headed out your way uh, on Wednesday. But um, the big surprise song is a song called Midnight Noel, which is a very straight ahead, no vocals. It's very guitar and melody driven. Um, It definitely has, if I would say it has... Uh, a a kind of a Van Halen, even even Death Leopard or Bon Jovi influence to it. So it's just got a magical, upbeat feel, and it's a very, very uplifting song. And it seems to be like the sleeper one, that it's in the second set of the show. And when we kick into that, it seems to be the one that gets everybody up on their feet.
0: What... To all of the disparate backgrounds of of the musicians you meant you mentioned Scully coming from the Irish tenors Uh your, obviously your work you've listed off all of the bands so there's a lot of different types of music even within the rock world there's every degree on the spectrum there as well so or sure. the color on the, on the spectrum so can, tell me more specifically about the individuals and what and what uh, what are the ingredients they give into a performance to create the whole Wizards of Wonder effect in a live show?
1: Well, uh, yeah, we have an incredible cast of uh, you know cast of musicians. So you know, on drums, John O'Reilly. John O'Reilly was in t- t- TSO for fifteen years. He's with the original drummer in the West Coast band, and um, and he was in Rainbow for a little while he was, you know, he's played, done numerous sessions, you know, he's the backbone, he's the foundation of the, of the whole band, the drum, if you don't have a good drummer, you don't have a good show, that's the bottom line, you don't have a good band, so, and then the rhythm section, Greg Smith on bass, you know, bass player extraordinaire, he's a great singer as well, um, he's played with everybody from Alice Cooper, Billy Joel, Dokken, and he's, you know, most notably, he's been probably, from what I'm told, he's the longest-running member ever of the Ted Nugent band. He's been playing with Ted Nugent longer than any other member has. And um, so. and then uh, we have Alexis Smith who is our female vocalist and second keyboard player who she sings a couple of the songs has an incredible voice. She comes from an opera background, Broadway background. So she brings that more, um, Broadway type, uh, stage feel to it. And, uh, Carl Scully, like I said, the Irish tenor, he's incredible. He has that nice, you know, just like I said, that Irish tenor, big, dramatic, incredible voice. And, um, Cornelia Rad, who's on, uh, who's on violin and vocals, she just got done, she was out on tour with the Shenyun Yun uh, Symphony for the last couple of years, touring all around the world, which is, you know, this Chinese um, uh, symphony kind of dance ensemble, huge, huge production. And she adds, you know, the violin adds an incredible, um, gives it that classical tinge, because a lot of the music that Scott Kelly and Fred wrote for the wizards of winter is very much classically influenced um Sharon Kelly, vocalist extraordinaire. She has this, this range that you can't believe. She has like a ten-octave range, as far as I know. And she's on vocals and flute, and uh, kind of the front uh, front person for the band, and uh, just brings an incredible energy to the live show. And of course, her flute playing. You know what? All you know. You have Ian Anderson and Sharon Kelly, the two greatest uh, flute players in rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a lot and, of that. Um, oh, yeah, my, keep going, keep going, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, so we got we got on, 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 again, you know, the co-writer of all the music and my my partner in crime on lead guitar, Mr. Fred Gorhal, who, again, like I said, he's another New Jersey guy, who's a guy that him and I grew up on the New Jersey club scene playing together, playing in rival bands. When Trickster started back in the 80s, Fred was in a band called that we grew up with, you know, playing together with, you know, Zach Wilde from Ozzy Osbourne and Bon Jovi and Skid Row, all the all the famous New Jersey bands. But Fred and I, you know, are are an incredible tag team uh, guitar duo, and he is just, uh, you know, an an extraordinary guitar player who plays, you know, and we play very well off each other. And uh, you know, Fred brings kind of that very classically influenced Richie Blackmore, Ingve Malmsteen-type, you know, shotgun guitar playing, where I'm doing a lot of different styles, where I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm adding some slide, I'm adding some more bluesier elements, some more melodic elements, and letting Fred take care of more of the, let's say, shredder guitar stuff. So it's just, you know, there you go. That's pretty much... Um, That's pretty much the whole show, and we're we're just loving life right now. And then we have Tony Gaynor, who is our narrator, which really is the way the whole show gets pulled together. Tony was with TSO for the better part of 12, 15 years. He was there from the beginning. There's nobody better, and he's the one who tells the story as we're playing the music and playing the show going along.
0: So when this the tour wraps on the 21st and Christmas comes, obviously, after that, what are you guys going to then do in the next year? What, for, for an ensemble that's known, mainly known for being associated with Christmas, what are the majority of the rest of the months of the year look like?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I would say, I mean, for Sharon and Scott, You know, the the Wizards of Winter is the all-year-round thing. There are no breaks because, you know, most people don't realize that to start a tour, you know, which I'll give you a little secret now, you know, you're going to be hearing a very very big tour announcement that's going to be announced with uh, a band that I sometimes play with at the end of the week. This tour has been in, these tours are in the works a year before they're even announced. You know, so most people don't realize that. So being in a band is you're. As we're on this tour, we're already booking shows for next for next holiday season, twenty twenty. You know, so it's all year round, and uh, I'm looking forward to you know what is going to happen. And I think you know, as with me coming into the band and a couple of the other new members, we've taken the Wizards of Winter to a new level, and I think. 2020 is really going to be a banner year for the band.
0: And and to, to final question here to your own music and you mentioned all the projects you've been involved with. To say nothing of Trickster as well. In fact, I was I was getting a, a flashback this morning because I I remember watching uh, Dial MTV back in the spring of '91 and when one <laughs> uh, in a million, yes. yeah, when one in a million was number one. And I remember it was it was like Trickster and Winger and Poison and Steel. I mean, it was like that was the whole top ten for a few weeks there so like okay cool I'm talking to one of the guys in one of the bands I remember there so is there anything you have for non-wizard stuff that you're planning for 2020 i.e anything with trickster anything with those other projects you mentioned any solo work what are your plans for next year
1: sure yeah well 2020 is you know shaping up already again you know I have an extremely busy year um long story short my uh you know trickster And uh, we have a thing uh, called Eric Martin and Trickster. Eric Martin is the singer for Mr. Big. You know, I'm the one who wants to be with you. Mm -hmm. And we do a thing where we have a band together with him. So it's myself and PJ Farley from Trickster, Eric Martin, and a drummer, Joey Casada, who is also the fill-in drummer for TSO. So this is all connected to the Christmas thing. But we go out and we do a thing where we do the Mr. Big and Trickster songs. So we've got a big tour that's going to be announced coming up Summer. With that, I, I play in a great 80s band called Rubik's Cube, and we're going to be out doing the Chris Jericho, the famous uh, wrestler. Chris Jericho's doing a big uh, rock and wrestling cruise at the end of January, so I'll be out on that. And then my other band, Tokyo Motor Fist, which I talked about before, we're in the process of recording our second album for Frontiers Records, and we are going to be on the Monsters of Rock cruise which leaves in February. And then after that, there's just numerous fairs and festivals and casinos. We'll be, uh, I'm always going to be somewhere. And then with my fill-in work with Def Leppard or Dennis DeYoung, uh, I'm always available for those guys, just waiting, waiting on the call.
0: We might see you around here more frequently than we ever would imagine. You're doing so much work. Thank you so much for being on with us today. You're talking about the Wizards of Winter once again. They are going to be coming to the Performing Arts Center of Wisconsin Rapids on the 12th. That's a Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. show. Steve Brown is one of the guitarists. And thank you so much, Steve, for taking time to chat with us. And good luck with the rest of the tour. And good luck with all of the work coming up for you in 2020.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Luke. And we can't wait to see everybody. And remember, after the show, we come out and hang out and meet everybody and shake hands, kiss babies, sign whatever you want. So please come out to the show. And I can't wait to meet everybody.
0: It's a must check out. Thank you so much, Steve. And have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.
1: You too, Luke. Thanks so much.
0: Good interview there with Steve Brown from the Wizards of Winter. Again, their tour is continuing, going across the country through a good chunk of December on their. 2019 holiday tour again they're going to be in wisconsin rapids on december 12th at the performing arts center of wisconsin rapids check out their new album the christmas dream came out in september 2019 that is their latest release and again they perform all of their own music ...in their concert. It's going to be a really good show. If you are looking uh, at maybe going to one, you definitely want to attend and see The Wizards of Winter. You can look them up on the web as well at thewizardsofwinter.com, thewizardsofwinter.com. Of course, they're on Facebook as well. I'm Luke Anthony on the Got Time for a Quick Story podcast. Thanks, as always, to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, my employer, for uh, providing the studio here. And, of course, you can listen to this interview and other interviews at the Greatest Hits 98.1 website, which is GreatestHits98.1.com. And this podcast you can find in a lot of the usual spots. Apple, Android, Stitcher, Spotify. Subscribe so you get notifications of new episodes and rate it. Hopefully you liked this. Be honest with your rating, but I would like some fives because that gets more people to know about this podcast. More people get to hear it. And more awesome information comes from these podcasts. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.